In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. All right, I'm just going to stick to the U.S. because that's what I know best. We are back. It's day two. Cleveland is buzzing, Jack. It's buzzing. Everywhere you look, Greg Newsom seems to be a hot, hot, hot pick. So you've slept on it now. You didn't sleep the same hours we did. So what are your thoughts here day two now after this one? Yeah, I got a full light. Five hours of interrupted sleep when someone rung the doorbell at half nine in the morning, uh, two hours into sleeping. So uh, no, three, three hours into sleeping. But um, no, I'm, I'm over the moon. And it, it just, I was never worried. Um, it's sort of the, the first, uh, after the Dorsey regime that everyone knows I wasn't in love with, I was just never that concerned about this draft pick. Um, obviously lots of mock drafters, Hey, we're going to take Jamon Davis or someone like that, Zayvon Collins. And I, I, I never sat there and thought, any of that was realistic. Uh, so I was incredibly relaxed all night. And um, yeah, I, I, I was still half celebrating the Najee Harris pick by the time the Browns picked. And uh, no, I, I was over the moon. I didn't think he'd be there and happy, happy days. He, there's injury concerns, um, but let's keep adding talent. And if, if you've got four dudes with injury concerns, at least two of them should easily be able to play. Yeah, it was one of those things I think there was certain prospects that people were obviously higher up on that kind of fell appropriately. You know, I'd been saying for a while that I was high on Kadarius Tony. He was one that kind of surprised people a little bit um, in terms of who that fourth wide receiver was going to be. But after seeing what the guy's able to do, like I said, if your medicals gave him a, a, you know, a thumbs up, I would say between that and the Leatherwood pick, those were the two kind of ones that I looked at the most. And then the Steelers and Jacksonville going back to back running backs. Those were kind of the big surprises. Um, but ultimately I think it's setting up for a pretty good day. You know, a lot of times I think every team says, oh, the draft board is falling the way we want it to, but you know, for the Browns, I think it does set up pretty good. So we're we're going into day two now, 32 players have been drafted and, uh, you know, I forget how many they said are going to be drafted today, but you know, what are our thoughts going in? Yeah. So firstly, let's just look at the picks we've got. So the next pick obviously up is 33. And the Browns pick at 59, 89, and 91. So there, there's some names people are buzzing about. And it's a change, Browns fans. We don't have the 33rd pick of the draft. Um, I know that's new. Um, so there's some really good players that are on the board that just aren't going to make it to 59. And that's where we can potentially look at a trade-up. We're not trading up to 33. I, I, I haven't got a hat on my head. But um, I would eat something if um, we trade up to 33. I just cannot see it happening. The highest I could see them going is somewhere around that 45 range um, from pick 59. I, I, that would be an incredibly aggressive um, negative EV trade, um, negative expected value. But to do that trade, to get from 59 to 45, you're looking at, in the past, all the teams that made that move gave up about a pick 100. 101, something either side of that. So it's either going to be you give up 91 and you maybe get a fifth back or um, no, probably less. Yeah, give up 91 and maybe get a fifth, sixth back or 
we give up 110 and we add in maybe 211. Um, to clarify, you're talking about getting into the mid 40s, not 30s. Yeah, right. you're so talking middle of the 30s, so right around the middle of the second round. Yeah, so we're talking about that 46. 14 to 18 window of the second round. Yeah, I, th I think that's the furthest they're going to trade up. I cannot see them go into 33, 35, 36. Um, I think you're looking mid 40s is the the first time when Browns fans should be going, hmm, will they do it? Gotcha. So if you were to say there's, I would say in my opinion there's three positions that our second round pick will probably fall into agree or disagree. If you're thinking wide receiver safety or defensive end. Yeah, I, I, th I think they're certainly in there. Um, if I, I don't think it'd be crazy if they went corner, not trading up for one. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I just see the corner as being maybe somebody that they're going to address maybe yeah, round 91. three, yeah. four or five later on a little bit, because Obviously, you use, you use the first round capital for it. If I use my second round, am I basically saying I don't have confidence in my first round pick to earn that position? Because regardless, when you have Troy Hill, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, and uh, obviously um, Newsom, yeah. you're talking about now the next guy in draft is likely going to be CB4-5. So we're not talking about a guy that's going to get a lot of roles. So if you were to pick a guy either in the safety edge or – um, wide receiver in that mid 45, who's a guy you could see them targeting to trade up for? Um, the name that comes to me first, um, I've got three dudes on my list. I'll just give you all three. Um, you've got wide receiver, Terrence Marshall, which I think is probably the number one, most likely um, Rondale Moore and edge Joseph Asai. There's some players better than that. If someone's sitting there going, why didn't you mention Joe? Okay. He is gone by the time you get to about pick 36, 38. We're talking 45. What about you, Ian? What's your uh, two, three? Yeah, if we're going wide receiver, I think you're probably talking about, I don't think Elijah Moore is going to fall that far into the 40s. So that. I think you're probably talking about, you know, the Rondale Moore. You mentioned those two guys. Obviously, Deami Brown's a guy you like. Um, he's a one hit. He's, yeah, you're talking probably if they don't trade back, maybe that 59. Even though... Listen, there's a possibility that there's a team out there that really likes him. I obviously think he's a one-hit wonder in terms of what he can do, but he does add an element of what the Browns do not have, and that's a deep threat. So if maybe Andrew Barry gets word that there's a team in that early 40s or you know late 40s that's going to target De'Ami Brown and just overdraft him a little bit, you're going to have to go up and get him. So in terms of the wide receiver, though, I've, I've said it. Now, Dane Brugler came out with his mock for the second round. He has the Browns taking Rondale Moore at 59. So maybe if we see a situation where there's a run on offensive lineman early, I'd still say if they're trading up, the two guys I like there would be Elijah Moore. If he falls and Terrence Marshall, who I guess has a little bit of medical stuff surrounding him. But if I'm sticking at 59, I'm probably looking maybe towards that um, Rondale Moore, uh, De'Ami Brown window. I've got some interesting names. If we look, if we get all the way to 59, um, I'll just run through the, the guys that I've got there. Um, so I have... Um, wide receivers, Diami Brown and St. Brown. Um, yeah, I'm on St. Brown. Then I've got three interior defensive linemen. I think the first one might be gone. Is, uh, is it Mario Williams? I know it's M. Williams. Um, obviously, Alim McNeil that I know you're not a fan of, but the Browns do seem to be interested in. Um, Nixon. You're thinking got, of Milton Williams, by the way, Milton. I've got one linebacker, Mr. Browning, that I know you're a fan of. I've got a safety. He's outside of your age guard rail, though, isn't he? 
No, he's not. It's called into my list. So uh, he's in there, apparently. Um, Jay Holland oh, yeah. is a safety. Be interesting say. I've got three corners, but I, I don't think we're taking a corner at 59. Yeah, I don't either. And, you know, when specifically talking about the edge position, so would you agree? The only thing I say, I, I say this about Osai and I say this about Ojolari is you're talking about three, four guys, in my opinion. You know, so realistically, second round, if we're talking 45, even, you know, I think Osai and Ojolari are your three fours. Basham is probably the one edge. The problem is, is obviously he's going to be almost 24. So I think he might be outside of the guardrails in terms of that. Peyton Turner's gone. The rest of the guys to me are all, um, which we'll call it, day, uh, round three kind of guys. Round three, do you want to run through some names? Well, in real quick, I will talk about safety before we get into, uh, I think there's two safeties that I think they could be looking at because obviously none went. So the three guys, I think, obviously, Trevon Morig's one guy. He's going to go first. He, he's I, got, I him, wonder, got some money. <laughs> well, top. you're basically looking at the top 10 picks of the second round. So he's a guy that I think you're talking about a trade-up if he falls to mid-45 range. Um, the other guy is Javon Holland, the kid from Oregon. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be higher on some boards than others. Um, I don't know if he makes it to 59. So he's another guy that I see as a trade-up scenario. Um, Richie Grant, the guy out of UCF that I like, he's a little outside of their age guardrails. He's he'll be almost 24 at the time of the draft. So the question is, is how strict do they stay to those age guardrails as we're getting into the later picks considering, I mean, by my counts, Jack, you're probably only talking about in terms of positions that the Browns even have available. So obviously you want to use a second round pick on a guy who's going to make the team, right? So we're talking about what uh, D tackle four, wide receiver, five safety four, cornerback tackle offensive tackle and end. I mean, that's really it. Those are the yeah. only positions you have where somebody's going to make the 53. So I'll, I've got I've got 14 different spots. I did a tweet earlier today and just looked through right at that bottom of the roster and sort of churning the hell out the tackles, the tight ends. The, they they could churn everyone out. They they could basically roster someone at every position, um, bar quarterback. And I just think with a center. second round pick, you're talking about somebody that's specifically oh, yeah. coming in for a role. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, 100%. why. You know, if I take a linebacker, I'm saying, all right, well, you're going to come in and compete with Mac Wilson for linebacker five. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't see the value there. Yeah. Uh, so just to look at 89, 91, I've got, I've got some dudes. So uh, the only wide receiver I've got in that spot is Nico Collins. who I, I believe you've got a little bit of crush on. He's a Michigan guy, so it's a little bit of a tempered crush. Uh, but I do like the skill set he has. You know, he is very, uh, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones esque. So he's a guy. Um, I think you're looking more at the speed element, though. You're talking about the guys like the Tylen Wallaces. Um, I know you don't like Eskridge, but um, Nathan Zagur and the guys have been kind of talking about him quite a bit lately. Tutu Atwal, speed guy that's put on a little bit of weight. I still wonder about his size. And then I'm starting to get into like maybe the Seth Williams from Auburn um, and those kind of guys. Anthony Warren. No, there's a Seth Williams, Anthony Schwartz. These are guys I think maybe creeping into that back of the third round. There's going to be a run on wideouts, I think. So next up, a tight end slash fullback, Tommy Tremble. Not a massive fan of because I don't, I, I struggle to see that, but he certainly fits the, uh, my, uh, my data range. Um, and yeah, they're not taking a tight end range. This is a person I do believe they could 
certainly draft at 89. I don't think he'll be there, but if he is there, tackle. I don't know the W, but little. He's Walker Little. He's the, Walker Little, that's the one. I think he's certainly someone they could go for. Um, PFF are very, very high on it. And the correlation over our history of um, one and a little bit drafts is what PFF love, Andrew Berry's front office seems to love as well. Yeah, no, there's actually a couple. I think the one guy, if they're really looking offensive line, though, and I don't know how far he's going to fall, that's 59. Sam Cosme. Oh, uh, the, uh, they'll need to reach for that. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about if you, I'm talking if we're going to talk about offensive tackle. I mean, you're the second round guys. You're looking at Cosby, Eichenberg, Walker, Littles. Yeah, the only question on him is injury, right? So he has not played a lot of football lately. That's the only thing I have on him. Yeah, um, there's a guard Smith. Um, there's the other one that people are hyping, with, um, but it, that that would need a pick at 59. It's not going to happen. It's Tommy Togiai, interior defensive line. There's Paulson Adebo, the cornerback. I think that's certainly one that could be in play there, 89-91. And then my guy, Mr. Nazruddin at 89-91. See, I got it right. I was going to say, I am absolutely impressed that you finally have learned to pronounce his name. Hamza will be so proud. Yeah. Uh, hopefully his uh, mum sending the check in the post. Hey, um, you know what? It's just, it's impressive that you took the time out of your busy England day to, to learn it. So, um, no, I, I think though that we're talking kind of all in that same group of guys, right? So PFF, AKA, we look at some different analytic stuff. Andrew Barry talked a little bit about his process, right? He talked about how the scouts will go out and look at a thousand players, right? And they say, these are the guys we want. And then they start running them through, we'll call the guardrails, right? It's just a common phrase. Um, and I think from their point there, that's how you get a board that has 120 guys on it because you've said, all right, listen, we don't want to draft a 16 or a 26 year old offensive tackle. He's gone. Right. So you start cleaning up some of the dead weight around there, um, eliminating guys sight unseen based on that. So that's why you'll hear some of the similar names just because we kind of, at this point, have an idea of what the Browns are looking for. And if we're talking about guys now, I could still see them sticking with young guys because these are the guys. I mean, Greg Newsom's not even what 21 yet. So it's one of those ones where look for these guys that are young with high upsides. You know, I know safe safety out of Syracuse, Andre Cisco. This the guy's 21. Now you're bringing him in as safety for third round. I mean, these are the type of guys the Browns are going to look at kind of adding to the pot just because it gives them time to develop under the veterans they have. Yeah. So here's just a prediction time. Last thing we'll do, you can have two locks for a position and then two wild cards for that other spot. So we've always got three picks. We're going to lock in. I'm going to lock in wide receiver and safety actually, because I, I've been pushing the edge. I think they'll take an edge, but the trouble is I don't see an edge for them. Yeah, that's, um, I, I, that agree. I think is why they won't maybe take an edge. So I'll make edge and interior D line, my wild card. But I think we look at, and even corner I'm going to put in there. So I, I think we're going to see a safety and a wide receiver on day two. And then I, I think we're looking D-line or corner with the other pick, maybe tackle. Um, but yeah. I have a hunch that the Browns will walk away from today's picks with two guys. If I were to guess, Rondale Moore and Andre Cisco. That's round two and that's round three. Those are my two guys. I think you're right. Wide receiver and safety is I think the route they go. It could be interchangeable if their guy goes where they maybe take the safety in round two. 
Um, you know, maybe they, something happens where a team gives up their early forties pick for a fourth rounder. They come up and get Trevon Morick. I don't know. It's possible. Anything's possible. Rondell Moore will be the first player. This front office has drafted under, under. six foot. Yeah. I was going to say, but uh, he adds an up. element that this front office hasn't had to address. Oh, I, 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 I've never said it. I think it's a red line. I just think it's a really, really interesting stat point of eight players drafted all over six foot. Yeah, um, and I, I think the reason is well. when we talk about core positions, we're talking about offensive tackles, defensive edges. When we talk about these guys, you're talking about generally the bigger guys. Yeah. Corner would be the one that you're kind of like, because, you know, obviously Andrew Barry um, wasn't here for Denzel Ward as the GM, so to say. So that's where you're looking at that. But yeah, no, it's something to look at. But I think the wild card is offensive tackle. Um, you could see if they do end up with that third pick, I think safety wide receiver and offensive tackle or offensive lineman. Maybe there's a guy that's a flex, some of that's yeah. versatile. But no, we'll be back with a show. Um, I'm looking at our draft picks. It's going to be exciting. Obviously, follow us on Twitter, guys. We're still tweeting through this stuff, um, having great fun, lots of... Uh, Questions. What are your, what are your plans for the draft for the draft tonight, Jack? I think you're uh, you'll be on a, a show, right? Yeah, I'm going to be popping on uh, the Dogland are doing a day two podcast um, live stream, so I'm going to be jumping in and out whenever they want me. Um, but mainly, I'm I'm just kicking back watching the uh, PFF broadcast. They're doing all three days this year. Feet up, having a great time. Um, keeping an eye on making sure Trevor Morey goes safety one. Mond goes for Trask. Um, the Seahawks trade down at 57. Um, Mills is QB6. And is that it? Five He's just trying to put a little uh, whipped cream on top of the uh, the Sunday from yesterday. Yeah, we're doing well. We had a good day. It was a good, good day. And that is the most important thing. But uh, how are Absolutely. you watching it? Uh, I'll be probably just relaxing watching this one at home. Uh, still thawing out a little bit from last night. So other than that, yeah, just going to be sitting around. I'll have my, my open Twitter machine, you know, I'll pull up a Brugler's draft guide here to make sure I understand who a lot of these lower end guys are, but yeah, I always enjoy it. These are my favorite parts of the draft. I'm always the guy that's, you know, two or three seasons into these guys' careers. I'd be like, Oh, Paulson Adebo, you guys know where he went to college? And everybody's like, no. And I'm like, Oh, he went to Stanford. Yeah. It's because of days like today. Cause I sit around and follow this stuff. It's just fun, interesting stuff for me. The question is, will we see, a pick today that will break my guardrails. Yes or no, Ian? Yes, I think today's the day. Today's the day. Are we seeing an age or a Raz break? My guess would be Raz. Raz, no. It's going to be interesting, guys. We'll let you know. You can jump on Twitter as soon as the pick comes out and I stop running around celebrating. I'll drop the uh, stats. And... Awesome. There it goes. As, as always, fans are waiting for. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.